Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or depending on when you're listening, good afternoon or good evening. This is Drinks with Dub, and I am your host, N-Dub, a.k.a. Dub City. Thank you for tuning in, hanging out with me one time. Uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the love and support I've been getting, man. It's been, uh, it's been a little rocky getting back into things, but I am here. No fear. The host with the most is back back i'm gonna do i'm gonna do my absolute best i'm going to commit to doing an episode every week i gotta get back into the swing of things and this week is the first week um i think i'm gonna start dropping my episodes on saturday that's what that's what the plan is get it done get it out we're gonna have some fun Uh, a couple of quick pieces of business as always, if you haven't already, like, subscribe to the podcast, whatever it is you got to do to follow it and stay in stay in the loop, go ahead and do that. I'm available on, you can listen to Anchor, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever, whenever. Do that. Um, if, you got, if you're on iTunes, Take the time. Leave me a five-star rating. I like five stars. You know what I mean? I do appreciate that. Leave me a comment. Um, Any suggestions, tips, thoughts, questions, whatever you want to send me, you can email me those things at drinkswithdub at yahoo.com. I don't get a lot of emails, so it's going to be real easy for me to get back to you right now. Hopefully, as things build along, you know, I won't be able to promise you that. But right now, if you email me, I'm going to be able to get back to you, no problem. Um, Also, you can follow me on social media, uh, search Drinks with Dub, um, Facebook, Instagram right now. Going to be adding a Snapchat and a Twitter very soon, but those are not up and running as of yet. But like the page on uh, Facebook, follow me on Instagram. Going to start putting some various things up on there, just having a little bit of fun. Now, for those of you that already do follow me and like the page on Facebook, you may have seen a little while back where I had said that what I wanted to do was... uh, I want to get some more engagement and stuff on my Facebook posts and just kind of build the audience and the brand and all that. So what I said was, if you become a top fan, that you would get to pick the topic for an episode. And I'm thinking, you know, to myself, like, you know, that's, you know, people want to pick a topic for an episode. It's a good way to get people to like and share and comment and all all that kind of shit to earn that top fan badge. Well, um. I looked into it and to for your page to qualify to have top fans, you actually have to have 10,000 followers. And um, I'm at let me double check real quick to see how close I am to 10,000 and give you an exact number to let you know. I am currently at one hundred and eighty four likes on Facebook. So um, I got a little ways to go before I get to 10,000 and I can earn the, uh, you can get top fan badges for the page. But be that as it may still do all of that shit, I'll come up with something else, man. If I see if I see you liking and commenting and sharing and being involved or whatever, I may just reach out to you and let me, hey, give me a topic for an episode. But We'll we'll get to that later. Um, also, right off the bat, I got to give a big shout out to my girl, Heather. She is the one who designed the uh, new spiffy looking logo that you see on social media. You see it on the, the logo, the podcast or whatever. She did a great job. I do love it. Um, I hope you like it, too, man. Feel free to comment and leave some feedback, share it, whatever. I want that image to be be as many places as it can. I just want that that look, man. I I do love it with the with the glass and everything, the the microphone and the the, the ashtray. You know what I mean? That's what I do. I sit and I drink and I smoke and I do the podcast. So that fits perfectly. Shout out to her for doing that for me. Um, She's actually looking to really get more involved, I think, in that kind of in that kind of thing, designing artwork for various for people for various reasons or whatever. Um, 
she does. She's not up and running yet, so I don't have a place to send you. Like you know, if I had, if she had a page or something that she had that you know I could promote, I would definitely give you that information. But I'm not just gonna give you her personal information. This is somebody that I know, so I'm not just gonna send random people to her, you know, page and profile and all of that kind of shit. But you know, when she gets up and going and she's got some contact information, please believe I will pass that along to you so you can hit her up and get get whatever sort of work you need done. Um, I think that's really all of the news I got for you. So I guess we'll just, you know, dive right into the show. And with this show, man, let me tell you, first off, if I was doing this show, like if I was doing this podcast 15 years ago, it would sound a little different. And the reason I say it would sound a little different because 15 years ago, I, you know, I tell you now that I don't give a fuck, like no filter and all that shit. 15 years ago, I really didn't give a fuck. You know, I was, I was younger You know, I'm not old now, but I was, you know, obviously significantly younger. I had yet to become a father. So she, you know, my perspective and viewpoint on the world was a little, little more immature at times. But having said that, let me say this. I've always been the type of person that I have never cared about a group of people, you know what I mean? And when I say that, I mean that like, I don't care about saying shit that offends black people. I don't care about saying shit that would offend white people or gay people or anything like that. Like, I just don't, you know, I see, you know, I believe that everybody's equal. You know what I mean? Like, and my golden rule has always been shit. If you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. You know what I mean? So I've never cared about a group of people. Now, what I do care about is people themselves. And I, I generally have gotten to a point in life now that I try not, I don't want to offend a person. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if what I say would offend somebody else. As long as it doesn't offend who I'm talking to, I'm John, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like, I got friends that, you know, I got friends that are gay, straight, black, white, Asian, whatever. And what I say to those people, that's what I say to those people. They know me. They understand me. They know I love them. And that's what's important to me. My best, one of my best friends in the world is Asian. And I will be quick to make a joke about Asians not being able to drive. You know what I mean? I will tell her, I'm, you know, jokingly, whatever, like, you know, you know, Asians can't drive or if she does something silly, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're in America now. You know what I mean? Like I make those kind of jokes. That's, that's what I do. That's how we, that's our rapport. She makes jokes about me being black. Like that's how we get down. I know she's not a racist. I know she has nothing against black people. She knows I have nothing against Asian people. But if you took our comments and just put them out into the world without any context, it might sound kind of fucked up. And I don't care about that. You get what I'm saying? I just care about is, hey, are the people around me, do they know me? They understand me. And if that's the case, cool. So... 15 years ago, if I'd have been doing this show, first off, it wouldn't have just been drinks with dub. I would, you know, it would have been drinks with drinks and dubs with dub because I would have been high doing the show too. So that's, that's the biggest difference. But I would have said a lot more wild shit because I, you know, I hadn't grown to the point of, even thinking about being politically correct, which I don't think I, I don't care about being politically correct now, but I do take some things into consideration that I used to not, you know what I mean? Like, damn, is somebody listening to this going to take it out of context and maybe not understand exactly where I'm coming from? I do give those things some thought now. So 
if you ever hear me say some shit, because you probably will, because I'm, you know, I'm ready to really just let loose on this show. Um, you'll probably hear me say some shit that you might think, hey, that's 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 crossing the line. And to me, it's not. And I'll tell you why. Because because I I'm I'm not a comedian, okay? But I do watch I love comedy. Comedy has always been a big part of my life. And in the past few years of, you know, really doing the podcast and really back when I was doing the rap, doing the rap thing, I would, you know, I really got into watching interviews with people, like interviews that people would do and watch how they interact and watch the things they do and draw inspiration from various things. And one of the, one of the shows I watch is uh, called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. It's on uh, Netflix. It's a cool little show. He gets he gets various comedians um, and classic automobiles. And when I say classic, I'm not talking about like, you know, an 88 El Camino or, you know, old Mustang or shit. I mean, he's getting like 63 Porsches and the type of cars that they made like nine, you know, nine of them. He gets one for the show and they ride around New York or various places and they have a conversation and they drink coffee and, you know, just comedians in cars getting coffee, pretty straightforward. But I was watching Steve Harvey on, on the show and he was talking about how comedians, they, you know, they have the jokes before they tell the jokes. Like if some fucked up shit happened, they get, he said, we got the jokes ready that day. Like they just see things differently. And that's really me. Like I see things different than most people. I see humor in things that maybe people aren't ready to see the humor in. But, you know, like I said, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a joke teller. I don't, write material i just say the shit as it comes into my head for example um just recently me and my me and my lady was hanging out at the house and she had a couple of friends over both caucasian females if you will if the pc audience will allow me to say such a thing both caucasian females and we're just sitting around talking whatever well one of the one of the girls was talking about her boyfriend says that we, you know, says he keeps talking about, we need to have a kid. And the first thing that popped into my head and came out of my mouth was damn white boys be saying some crazy shit, you know, like to, that's just the thought that I had. Now, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm with a white woman. You know, my children are half white. So obviously I don't have anything against white people or white men, but I think these things, you know what I mean? And I say them and I don't think it, it doesn't make me a racist or prejudice or whatever. It's just something funny. It's a funny little, little tidbit or quirk, if you will, about various people. You know what I mean? Like we all know the stereotypes that exist in the world and stereotypes, you know, you can debate them whether they're based in truth or fact or whatever. But at the end of the day, if there's a stereotype, there can be humor, humor in that situation in the right, in, you know, in the right context or whatever, like, Black people have a stereotype, very, very just in many forms. Black people have the stereotype of not being on time. Black people late for shit all the time. Like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with any called a black event where black people is in charge of starting it and all that. It's going to be late. We went to a Cat Williams show a few years ago. Show starts at seven o'clock. We get we get to the building. We get to the municipal auditorium about six forty-five or so, 
And I had bought I had bought the tickets on my phone because that's what you do is now call Ticketmaster and order shit. I went to the, I went on the website on my phone and downloaded the shit and bought my tickets. Cool. Now I'm used to going now at the time I'm used to going to the Bridgestone and things like that. And Bridgestone has the mobile ticket app where you just download your ticket on your phone. They scan it. They scan your phone when you get there. You good. And so I'm thinking that's the same thing that's going to happen here at the municipal, and it wasn't. So we get to the door. Like I said, we get there about 645 in time to go through the line and get our seats and all that shit. Well, we get to the door, and they be like, oh, bro, you ain't got tickets. You you got to go to wheel call. I'm like, wheel call? Fuck niggas still going to wheel call for? Like in 2016 or 17 or whatever it is. Why can't you just, you know? Anyway, so we go to wheel call and we wait in that line and we go through all the shit and the lady don't know what she's doing. She got to call the manager over. He got to ask another question about to somebody else. We get to our, we get, I go through all of this shit. We get to our seats about 745. The DJ's playing some music and shit. We, we finally get to our seats. I lean over to the cat next to us. I say, Hey bro, what we miss? Nothing. Ain't shit happened. Not an opening act, not an announcement, nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's 45 minutes after this show posting and started, they ain't did a damn thing. That's the kind of shit black people do. If you've ever been around black people enough, you know that we have something called CP time. CP standing for colored people colored people time so if you've never heard that phrase or you heard that phrase and didn't know what it meant if somebody be like hey you know they they stay on cp time it's colored people time because black people are always late you know what i mean now is that racist no it's not racist it's something that's true i'm sure i don't know if black people started it or white people started it but black people say it you know what i mean niggas is late for shit so I'm supposed to be meeting my girl one day at uh I think Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game and her mom and her sister are gonna be there and we're gonna watch the basketball game. Cool. I was late because that's what I do. I'm late for shit. And so I get there and you know, I get there and they tell me this story later. <laughs> You know, because I introduced Brittany to the term CP time because she was always on to me about being late. And I'm like, you know, I'm on CP time. I'm like, what the fuck is CP time? And so we sitting here and they tell me the story that they're, I think her mom or her sister wanted to ask, like, where's, you know, where's, where's Namaya at? And she, you know, without thinking or anything of it, she was like, you know, he's on CP time. And they had never heard that. And they just kind of looked at her like, what, you know. What is CP time? She said, color people time. And they're like, you can't say that. Like, it's, you know, like I learned it from him. You know what I mean? So things like that, like that's the type of things that the shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think there's any reason to take offense to it. You know what I mean? I, one of my, one of my homeboys, his, his wife was on Facebook one time. I think he was supposed to be picking her up from school or work or some shit. And so she got, and she's, he's black, she's white. And she was on Facebook complaining because he hadn't picked her up from school or work and she was ready to go home. And she was like, I'd really love to go home right now, but my husband got to be on CP time, you know, CPT, you know, CP time. And I'm just like, and I, I poked at her a little bit because, like I said, I know both of them. I'm like, hey, um, you allowed to say that? You know, it's, you know, might be a little racist for you to be saying such things. And she was like, you know, we went back and forth about it. It was all in fun. She knows and I know that she didn't mean nothing by that. That's just hell. Black people late. Um, so, you know, or, you know, situation. You know, and, we, and this is this is going to be the, the I guess, we're going to get into why this show exists or why this episode exists. So the uh, the Jesse Smollett, Jesse, Jesse Smollett, 
the Jesse Smollett situation where he said he got beat up and then maybe he didn't get beat up and then maybe he put the whole thing together. And it's it's been a big mess over what the fuck happened that night in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, was he attacked? Would he pay the motherfuckers and all this shit? And for those of you that don't know, Jesse Smollett is gay. He's a homosexual. I ain't got no problem with that. Only way I know dude from two reasons. I know dude because he was Jamal on Empire, which is a fucking great show. And then after he was on Empire, I found out that he was actually in the mighty, the original Mighty Ducks movie as one of the, you know, one of the hockey players, which I thought was cool as shit because I love the Mighty Ducks. I got a Mighty Ducks jersey, actually. But that's neither here nor there. So I don't know Jesse Smollett. I ain't got no problem with him. You know, but I'm hearing this situation of maybe he set the shit up and he sent he sent himself a threatening letter to the set of Empire, you know, and all of this. And one of my thoughts was, damn, gay people always got some drama going. You know what I mean? And look, I got gay friends, you know, got gay family members. I don't care if you're gay, but it's a stereotype. It's a common perception, observation, or however you want to put it, that gay dudes love drama. You've heard that gay dudes are drama queens. And it's, sometimes that's true. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it ain't. You know, but me saying, you know, watching this situation and thinking or saying, like, damn, gay dudes always got some shit going. I'm not saying that to be disparaging. I'm just saying it because, hell, it's kind of true and at times. And I'm, you know, saying it to be funny and crack a joke. Hell, if you want to, you know, you want to get mad at me for that kind of thing, be mad at me. I don't care. But don't call me a homophobe because I said some shit that I thought was funny. Didn't mean it to be offensive. I'm not going to run up to you and start calling you, you know, disparaging names. But if you do something funny that fits a quote unquote stereotype, I might make a joke about it. Might poke the bear a little bit, if you will. And we're going to talk about poking the bear in just a bit. But right now, let me take a break, pay some bills real quick, and we'll be back. And we're going to get into some more shit. All right. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into the main course. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. For those of you unaware, Dave Chappelle just recently released his latest stand-up comedy special on Netflix, appropriately titled, in my opinion, Sticks and Stones. And Dave Chappelle, as he is known to do, comes out swinging. First joke he does is about Anthony Bourdain committing suicide, even though he had the greatest job on the world, flying to all these great places with wonderful people and eating delicious food, and he committed suicide. And on the other end, he's got a friend who was a genius who got scholarships to Ivy League schools and law schools and got married young and divorced young and life fell apart, been living with his mom for 10 years, trying to get on his feet, working at Foot Locker, dressed up like a referee at 45 years old and never once thought about killing himself. That's the first joke in the special is because the thing is, we always say white people kill themselves, not black people, whatever. And this nigga been through all of this, never ain't done it. And he goes on to, you know, many more topics and we're going to get into some of them. But the, the, the backlash that he's received from this, I think, is is fucking ridiculous. Like. One, it's a stand-up comedy special. It's jokes. It's meant to be entertaining, and it very much was. Now, the thing about jokes is jokes have a tendency to hurt feelings at times. You know, but one of my favorite quotes is, a lot of truth is said in jest. And I think that's why people are upset. You know, 
people get upset about various things and he said this and he can't say that and he got up you know he talks shit about these people uh let's point out some of the people he talks shit about he talks shit he talks shit about michael jackson and the michael jackson accusers and the the documentary finding neverland and people are upset that he has talked about this and made light of the situation but he also talked about R. Kelly in the same breath, and ain't nobody said a damn thing about the fact that he went at R. Kelly, you know, because we kind of believe R. Kelly did the shit, or R. Kelly's a little bit more dark skinned than Michael Jackson, or, or I don't know, like both of them are get assumed, I guess, in the public eye to be guilty of the same thing. Britt just walked in. Would you agree with that? We generally assume Michael Jackson did it. We generally assume yeah, that R. I Kelly. Think, I think the assumption is they're both pedophiles. Yeah, the assumption is that they both did the shit. But for some reason, it was okay for him to talk about R. Kelly, but it wasn't okay for him to talk about Michael Jackson. The only difference is Michael Jackson did it to little boys and R. Kelly did it to little girls. Yeah. Ain't nobody said shit about him talking about R. Kelly, but... They're up in arms over this Michael Jackson situation. Maybe it's because, you know, and maybe it's because in some ways with the R. Kelly situation, we do blame the victim or we blame the parents because these were teenage girls that was in love with R. Kelly because he sung the Ignition remix and the Feeling on Your Booty remix and I Believe I Can Fly and all of these things. And, oh, they were groupies. They wanted it. But he still shouldn't have did the shit. I don't know. I don't know what the... I don't know why the difference in the reaction to the two situations. I think you're going to say it was preteen girls and little boys. Like small kids, little boys. Yeah, maybe so. But here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is in both of these situations, not a single person came out when it happened. You know what I mean? Like all of these, uh, every allegation and accusation lodged against both of these people has been years after the fact. And here's here's what I've always said about the Michael Jackson situation is Michael Jackson has been accused of molesting little boys since the early 90s. You know, and the shit was still going on in the mid to late 90s. Now, look, I don't let my kids go over everybody's house. And it ain't because I think they're going to be molested. I just don't like the way some people get down in their house. So I don't let my kids go everywhere. But if you've heard that this person is possibly molesting children, why are you sending your kids to his house? You know what I mean? Like, don't don't do the shit. I'm never one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to blame a victim of any sort of act of violence or any crime or anything. Like, if you're the victim, you're the victim. But at some point, you need to not take responsibility, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like, don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. What's What would be the word for that? You know what I mean? Like, if I know I'm going to, let's say I know I'm going to the hood and it's a crip neighborhood. Like, it's all crips in this neighborhood. Maybe I shouldn't wear all red to this crip neighborhood. Because I might get fucked up doing that. I think it's called self-awareness. That's self-awareness. Or just awareness in general of what you're doing and where you could be going. You know, and like I said, I'm just talking shit on the podcast. Dave Chappelle made some jokes. You know, I'm not on his level, so I'm I'm probably not going to get canceled, which was another thing that he talked about, this cancel culture that we live in. Because if you do some shit fuck that people think is fucked up enough, you're going to get canceled. They're going to shut your shit down. And it's interesting now because it's it's usually just been entertainers. It usually just happens to entertainers, especially people that talk, like rappers, singers, or whatever. If you use your words you know, in your job to entertain people, you if you do some shit that people deem fucked up enough, they'll just shut your whole shit down, which I think it's kind of, it's it doesn't make sense in the world that we're living in because Eminem had a line in one of his songs years and years and years ago uh, where he said, 
you want me to fix up lyrics while the president gets his dicks up. This is back when Clinton was in office. Like, you worried about my rap songs. Meanwhile, the president getting his dicks up by this young intern in the Oval Office. Who's really the problem here? And I'm still trying to figure out how anybody can be mad at anything Dave Chappelle said when Donald Trump is president. Like, this motherfucker fly off the handle and say anything at any time. He's made fun of basically every group of people besides white American males that exist and ain't nobody said a damn thing they elected him president jerry talked about the fact the name of it was sticks and stones yeah that was the first thing i brought up is sticks and stones because you know sticks and stones can break your bones but words can never hurt you i you can call me anything you want to i i like to think i've generally matured enough at this point in my life that i'm not worried about what a motherfucker say to me I think Jeezy had a song. Don't put your hands on me. You know what I mean? As long as you don't put your hands on me, you can probably get away with saying just about anything to me. And I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it into consideration. Hmm. I don't like what he said to me. Now, is it worth it for me to knock him the fuck out (coughs) to make sure this don't happen no more? Maybe it will be. Maybe it won't be. But if it's not, I'm going to just go on about my day, depending on the situation, put you out my house, leave where we at, or tell you to stay the fuck away from me. So I do think it's ironic that everybody's upset over the things that Dave Chappelle said in a stand-up special called Sticks and Stones. I love the part when he's telling that joke. And he says, there ain't no such thing as good 37-year-old pussy. And they said, for you bitches at home, just remember, you clicked on my face. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and that's you, the other you thing. You had to know what you was getting before you watched it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, Dave Chappelle is famous. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, he's legit famous. Not like this new famous that motherfuckers talk about. That, like, they, they, like, everybody gets their little, what, 15 minutes of fame. You know what I mean? Like, there's famous, and then there's like you kind of got a spotlight on you right now, but you're gonna go away. Like if I said the name real quick before you walk out, and I because I just looked the shit up. If I said the name to you, Bad Barbie, do you have any idea who that is? Is it a new Barbie doll? Not at all. Not a new Barbie doll. I don't know that. Exactly. But she's supposedly famous now. The way that the way that you would know her is the Catch Me Outside girl. Exactly. That's not famous. You know what I mean? Exactly. So Dave Chappelle is famous. So you took the time to go on Netflix, you know, whether you pay for it or not, you might be stealing somebody else's account. But you took the time to click on Netflix, scroll through, see his special, click on it, and then get offended at all the things he continued to say throughout this hour. When at any point you could have not clicked on it, not listened, turned the shit the fuck off, and went on to watching reruns of Vampire Diaries, which I highly suggest. Uh, But the thing is that, you know, we live in a society that is afraid of hurting people's feelings. And I don't even know if it's so much hurting people's feelings. It's afraid of, you know, being accused of being something that they're not like, look, I'm not a racist. I know I'm not a racist. If you know me, you know, I'm not a racist. So I'm not worried about saying something and somebody that doesn't know me thinking I'm a racist. If you think that take five minutes to get to know me, you'll realize I'm wrong. But the big thing that Dave Chappelle did in this special was he did a skit. I guess you would call it a routine talking about the alphabet people and by alphabet people he meant the lbgtq community and he there was a whole thing about them being in the car the g's don't like the b's and the b's don't like the g's and the l's and it was a whole thing and i thought and and there was some truth there was some truth in it because this community does get grouped in together, even though they're all 
their own individual people and their own in their own individual lanes. Like gay men don't face the same. It's being a gay man is perceived differently than being a lesbian or a gay woman. It's looked at differently. That you're, I'm sure you're treated differently in certain aspects. And then you're looked at differently, whether you're man or woman, if you're looked at as if you consider yourself bisexual. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that a lot of this, you know, a lot of some of the things he said was rooted in some truth. You know what I mean? That we we take these people and we put them all in this big group and said, these are the problems they face when it's probably not so simple. And he's making jokes about it and doing, you know, and doing a comedy skit or whatever. And people of the Internet anyway has lost their minds. And here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you think Dave Chappelle cares what you think. And Dave Chappelle is worrying about you canceling him. Two things. One, them checks from Netflix, he been cashed them motherfuckers. And two, let's not forget that part of the reason that Dave Chappelle is who he is is because we all know that he walked away from $50 million on Chappelle's show from Comedy Central because he didn't want to do what they wanted him to do. They would try to make his comedy and his show into something that he didn't agree with. And he said, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to Africa. And he was in Africa for like a week, but we made it seem like it was for five years. But anyway, he was gone from comedy forever because he decided that, you know, his comedy was going to be his. And so when they tried to make it something else, he dipped. So Dave Chappelle ain't worried about cancel culture. That's why he's the perfect person to do this special and take aim at cancel culture and take aim at things that people are scared to say right now. Let me talk for a second. All right. So sorry about that. We had a quick technical difficulty, but we got that under control. Now, as I was saying, Dave Chappelle does not care about your cancel culture. He's been there. He's done that. He's already been canceled once. I don't, actually, I don't even know if he was really canceled. He canceled himself, really, when he left Chappelle's show. But he, either way, he does not care. Like, he is a comedian, and that's what he's going to do. You know what I mean? And I think that we as we as people and we as a culture and a society have got to get past this idea that everyone should parrot our opinion and that if you share an opinion that's different than ours or if you say something that we don't agree with or we don't like, then you become the enemy. Like this is not some dystopian world that we live in. It's it's the real world, for lack of a better term. Like this ain't fucking Pleasantville. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Actually, it might actually be Pleasantville because I think that might. Anyway, Pleasantville was a movie that was like a TV show that they used to watch. Like that was from the 50s or some shit. And it was this perfect little suburban area. And the people get sucked into the TV show. And the little girl that gets sucked into the TV show is a bit of a floozy. And start sleeping around with motherfuckers. And as she starts sleeping around and start having sex with people, the show starts going into color and people and, you know, anyway, like sex changed everything. And I think that might be part of the problem here. Like if motherfuckers got laid a little bit more, they'd be less uptight about some shit. But that's probably a whole nother episode in itself. But we've got to realize, you know what? Motherfuckers think different. They think different. They express themselves differently. You know, they have different feelings and viewpoints and opinions, and it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel the way you feel. You know what I mean? And it's it's okay to have an opinion. And even more so than that, like, more so than, like, you know, people's opinions is we place that va- we're starting to place value and um, 
importance on things, or we start connecting things that aren't really connected. You know what I mean? Like, you know, speaking of the, you know, gay community, which is one of the things that everybody's upset with Chappelle for about, you know, like I said, the gay jokes and things. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is, you know, pretty steadfast and open in the company policy or viewpoint or standpoint. I guess the owners are like the people in charge of Chick-fil-A are very open about the fact of their religious beliefs and background and the organization is rooted on that and their stance on homosexuality. Okay, cool. So now people take it and they've taken that and say, if you eat at Chick-fil-A, then you're anti-gay. Like, no, that's that's not what it means. If I eat at Chick-fil-A, it means I like their fucking chicken sandwiches or their waffle fries or whatever the fuck it is you get from Chick-fil-A. I've only ate there like once. You know what I mean? Like Chick-fil-A is just not a place I go. You know what I mean? But I don't go there. Like when I say I don't eat Chick-fil-A, I don't eat Chick-fil-A out of some support for anybody or some stance against this or some stance against that. I just don't eat at Chick-fil-A. And if I did eat at Chick-fil-A, like I'm not going to stop because they disagree with, you know, I disagree with their policies or some shit like that. If you start getting into things you agree with and disagree with, you got to decide where to draw that line. And that line's going to get farther and farther back. Like, oh, if, you know, you know, you believe this, if you, you know, and you find out that somebody's CEO or, you know, any company in the world probably has people from a group that you may not like or disagree with working for them. You know what I mean? Like, I remember a few years ago, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Duck Dynasty, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Duck Dynasty. One of them motherfuckers that got in trouble for some shit that they had said. And everybody's like, boycott Bravo or A&E or whatever fucking network uh, Duck Dynasty came out. I never watched the show in the first place. But anyway, everybody's like, we're going to boycott Duck Dynasty and boycott the network and this. And I asked, I was like, are you boycotting ESPN too? Like, what ESPN got to do with this? Well, the same company that owns Day Network own ESPN. So you get what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't going to boycott all the shit, don't boycott, you know, don't boycott part of it. Like, I'm not going to give you all my money. I'm just going to give you some of it. I'm still going to watch my ESPN and this and that. Because, like, television networks, it's like five companies that own all of TV. You know what I mean? Like, Disney, for example, Disney right now owns everything from, like, ABC to, you know, ESPN, they own all this shit, you know, so it'd be like, oh, I'm going to boycott, you know, such and such channel, bro, that's not just one channel you finna boycott, you're going to have to boycott about 130 of them motherfuckers and be like, oh, you still watch A&E after what such and such said, you ain't part of the cause or what black people like to say is you ain't woke, my brother. You know, fuck being woke. I'm out here living my life the way I see fit. And I think everybody should have the right to do that. And let's not get so caught up in trying to make sure everybody agrees with what we agree with. And nobody got their toes stepped on or their feelings hurt or said anything that might have made somebody a little bit uncomfortable. Because if you're uncomfortable, it's probably because the shit applied to you. Or is because you don't you uncomfortable because you don't want to identify with what you think that person is saying. Like if you uncomfortable with the things Dave Chappelle said, it's either because you secretly probably fall in one of those groups or you feel that way and you don't want to come across as like you support him. Like, oh, my God, I you know. You don't want to come up and be like, oh, I agree with everything Dave Chappelle said about gay people. No, I don't agree with anything. It's a fucking comedy special. Like, I don't look to Dave Chappelle to, to form my political beliefs. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, I look at Dave, I look to Dave Chappelle to tell jokes and make me laugh. And he accomplishes that goal. So. That's just my thoughts on the whole thing. Like, the whole thing is ridiculous. I'm tired of seeing it with Dave Chappelle. You know, Kevin Hart did, like, you know, Kevin Hart didn't host the Oscars because of some tweets that he did send out fucking 
10 years ago of some shit. And he didn't get to host the Oscars because of it. Um, And it, you know, it happens on a regular basis. It happened to James Gunn, who did tweeted out some fucked up shit. And they said, you know what? We He's not going to direct the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We're going to fire him from it. Okay, cool. Well, very, very quietly, months later, guess what? They rehired James Gunn to direct the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They basically said, you know what? Fuck them old tweets. Fuck what, you know, the internet is saying. This motherfucker's good at his job. He didn't do nothing egregious. He made some fucked up jokes. He apologized for it before y'all even got mad about it. And it was just years later when somebody found the shit again and decided to cause an uproar that everybody wants to, you know, I don't say everybody. It's the vocal minority is what it is. It's these people that they hear something and they band together on the Internet and they hashtag the shit to death. And it looks like it's viral. It looks like it's everywhere because that's all you see. And I'm not going to get into the media conspiracies and liberal agendas and all of that because I don't give a fuck. I don't believe in that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, motherfucker, pay attention to what you want to pay attention to. Uh, anyway, going forward, if you hear me say something that you don't like, feel free to tell me. If you feel that my comments towards a particular situation are insensitive or inappropriate, feel free to tell me. Now, if you come at me like you ain't got no motherfucking sense when you do this, I'm probably going to respond in kind. But if you come to me and be like, hey, look, bro, you said when you were said such and such, you know, I got a different point of view, see things a little bit different, and, you know, X, Y, Z, you know what, I'll have a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have a conversation with you and we can we can talk about this. You know what I mean? Very few people are willing to do that, though. They want to come at you crazy. I had a conversation. I think it was on Facebook or it might have been in private. I can't remember. I had a conversation few years back about the word gay because the word gay used to just be a synonym for some shit you didn't like. Like, oh, man, that song gay. And it wasn't really hadn't anything to do with gay people or homosexuality. It's just, we didn't like it. So we called it gay. And so I had a conversation and I used to say it. And I had a conversation with some people about it. And he was like, you know what? You know, I get that. That's, you know, that's probably not the best thing to say. I don't, and I generally don't say it anymore. It might come out every now and then, but I made an effort. You know what? I can see why I can see why this is negative, why this is harmful. Or why I, you know, why this is insensitive. You know what? Cool. I understand that. I don't, you know, I don't want to go that route. That's not what I want to do over something simple that, you know, is easy not to do. So, yeah, talk to me. Let's have a conversation if you disagree with me. And we can see because that's I think that's how the country is going to grow. That's how the world gets better is people from here having conversations with people from there. And getting an insight into how people think and how people feel. Not just, oh, you said some shit that I don't agree with, so fuck you. That ain't going to get the world nowhere. Because like the title of the show said, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. You know, that's just that's just the way I feel about the situation. So yes, you will listen to this show or you may see me out in public with my people hanging out and you might overhear me say some shit that you think is fucked up. But guess what? The people I said it to and the people I was with, they didn't think it was fucked up. They think that's just me. And I'm not meaning it like, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks or some shit like that. I just mean that I'm, you know, that's me. I say things. I say things out of humor. I say things out of love. Like I pick on people. This is what I do. I've always been that kind of person. Like if I if I like you, I'm a I'm a poke at you. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm a I'm a poke at you. That's 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 how I that's how I get down with my people. You know my my homeboy. You know shout out to shout out to the homie Gutter Boy to Don. Gutter Boy had surgery a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
I don't know. It might have been a little longer. Anyway, he just recently had surgery. And I'm seeing like his wife posting he's in the hospital, this and that. You know, I didn't get a chance to go down there and see him, you know, but, you know, once he got out or whatever, I called him. And one of the things I've always fucked with him about is being old. Like he's a few years older than me. And so we always make jokes about him being old, like he old ass nigga. So I called him. I said, nigga you know you're too old for this shit. Like, your body your body ain't under warranty no more. Like, you can't just be having shit falling apart, nigga, get this shit replaced like you did when you was 20. Like, this shit gonna cost you. The insurance premiums ain't no joke. Like, I ain't, like, that's that's how I started the conversation with him. Didn't, like, immediately be like, hey, man, what's going on? How are you? Like, nah, nigga, you too, you know, I made jokes about his body falling apart because he old. Like, that's how I get down there. If you'd have heard that, you might have thought, oh, my God, you insensitive prick. But that nigga knew I was fucking with him. That nigga knew I was saying that shit out of love because that's my homie. You get what I'm saying? So if you like what I say, cool. If you don't like what I say, cool. Guess what? I'm still going to say it. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and check up out this thing for the time being. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I got an idea of what it's going to be, but I'm not going to tell you because plans might get changed but i will be back with a brand new episode thank you for tuning in feel free to comment on any of the platforms that you see me on tell me what you think about the show email me your thoughts if you want to at drinks with dub at yahoo and that is that's drinks with dub it's spelled like white people take would say the shit drinks you know with dub spell all the words out at yahoo.com it ain't drinks drinks with dub or you know none of that shit drinks with dub at yahoo.com feel free to email me your thoughts criticisms whatever you want to say if i get some and you know decide to i'll read them on the air next week and we'll make it a regular thing back and forth between us but in the meantime in between time stay up stay safe and like i always tell you if you knew better you'd do better peace